0: And
1: welcome to Demon, the Melbourne Demons fan podcast. Neats, it's been nearly two months since our last episode. How have you been feeling about our off-season?
0: Honestly, I've basically tried to bury my head in the sand and avoid all trade discussions because they're driving me nuts. Absolutely nuts. What's
1: been driving you nuts?
0: Well, we haven't addressed the small forward deficiency, number one. We haven't... Address the tall forward deficiency number two (laughs) we've apparently somewhat addressed the lack of outside skill deficiency in terms of bringing in langdon though i don't think he's like an exceptional ball user necessarily
1: i think we've addressed some of the outside speed
0: correct exactly but the speed issue is not necessarily the only issue it's also the lack of skills and you know ability so there's that that we haven't addressed
1: yeah no, I agree. Look, I we're going to go through each of the trades individually. Um, I just have a feeling that we're being a little bit too conservative. And my sense is that the club thinks that we're closer to a flag than we are.
0: Absolutely. This These trade moves reek of, oh, there's just a couple of spots we need to fix up. And once we spruce them up, we'll be all good. Like, right. let's stick Langdon on one wing, Tomlinson another wing, and then we'll be right as rain. And it's just not going to work that way. We have real structural problems with the fact that we don't have enough good ball users in the team.
1: Yeah, totally. And you look at a team like St. Kilda, and they've really gone all out. Yeah, and who knows how it's going to work. And obviously there is a bit of a, like an action bias in trade period. I mean, I remember, was it last year the year before? Everyone was saying Port Adelaide did amazingly. And then I mean, they that didn't hasn't make really the end Yeah. So obviously that's true. But you look at players like Brad Brad Hill... He's a legit player. And legit skillful player. There's no question about that. Like, he can really make a big difference. And even Zach Jones, I'm kind of a bit baffled that we don't seem to have been trying to chase him. I know, me neither.
0: Like, why would we chase. He's a very good player. Why would we chase Tomlinson and not Zach Jones?
1: Right. He seems like he'd be perfect. And given that we got. um, Given that St Kilda got him for pick 32. Yeah. I mean, we had pick, what, 26 uh, that we gave away to North Melbourne. Surely we could have been in the conversation. It makes no
0: sense to me. It's baffling.
1: And, And you'd think that Nathan Jones would be able to get get a word in, but maybe, maybe there's a sense that Nathan Jones is going to get the flick and maybe it's yeah, harder to it's sell. Zach Jones. Yeah. But just some of the people we haven't gone for have kind of confused me a little bit because I do think this trade period, unlike some others, there's been a lot of people that I think would actually really improve our team.
0: Well, there's people who, I mean, it's just, we, let's just go through them now. Right. Let's talk right. about the small forwards. Right. So Martin was up for grabs. Sam Gray was up for grabs. Obviously Papley's a gun. He was right. up for grabs. Even like Dan Butler. Look, None of these players, except for Papley, is an out-and-out jet, but they could really add something to our team which has got absolutely no small forwards and is currently relying on Lockhart right? to act as a small forward.
1: No, I completely agree with that. And look, in defence of the club, there is some talk now that we got pick eight through the door because we want to get Cody Waitman, um, who's a very promising small forward in the draft. Um, And I was actually just reading about him today. Apparently he... Models himself on Jack Higgins. He's one of these real intense football types. He got a running coach when he was twelve years old.
0: I mean, uh, that's he practiced fine, like, kicking like, a
1: football into a bucket three hundred times a day or something. He's one of those guys. So
0: okay, I mean, that's fine. But like, it's not. It's not an either here nor there, right? That's right. the problem. It's not a. It's we need not, multiple, right? Like, you don't right. just need one player through the draft. Why don't you actually set up a whole fleet of small forwards, like the way that. I don't know, the reigning Premier has been doing it.
1: Because we definitely don't have a glut. No. And it's not really a position where it's just people were out injured or whatever. I mean, Vandenberg is a, is a handy player. Yeah,
0: but we need someone who's going to apply some genuine pressure.
1: Right. And Vandenberg that's can all... do a bit of that, but he's not super skilled. Then you've got Hannon, who you'd have to hope would be better this year, but he's not a star. No. Um, there's not really many quick, skillful players. We've delisted Garlit now. Who's really there to fill that role?
0: I don't know, but I just think that they have shown... Once again, that their trading is quite incompetent, and I'm also—I just want to go on about this for a second. But you know, there's always that phrase, right? Where you know, really successful teams or really successful people in life do the things that nobody else is doing, right? They don't do the things that everybody else does because that would—that just means that they're uninventive. And I think that Richmond really showed that this year. I mean, mm. they picked up Marley and Pickett, the guy that nobody—you know—people thought he had too much baggage just because he went to prison. When he was younger, right. and what a gun on grand final day! And to put him, have the confidence to put him on grand final day—that's just incredible. Right. And that just shows why they're such a successful team. Meanwhile, we didn't even go; it didn't even look like we were even attempting to lure Marlon Pickett during well, the I mean,
1: mid- We got Carl Dunkley, right? It's a very safe,
0: completely safe, player. and also yeah. kind of just the same as all the rest of our players. Right. And,
1: and yeah, this goes back to the conservative point that frustrates me about the D's. I honestly think most supporters would be okay with us taking a risk on a few players, even if it doesn't Absolutely. Out. Because I think that would be the club saying, look, we do have something that's pretty elite, which is our contested ball. Let's just take a bit of a gamble with a couple of outside players and see if with this group, we can win a premiership, right? And we do have Gorn at the peak of his powers. We've got Oliver, we've got Viney, um, sorry, Viney, we've got Harms. You know, it's a pretty decent midfield. Uh, just take a bit of a gamble and see what happens. And maybe it doesn't work. But But, at least you wouldn't But But Tomlinson is such a safe player. You know, he hasn't gotten a single Brownlow vote in his career. He averaged, I think, 17 disposals last year. Um, Apparently, according to GWS, he played on the wing, but he was on the off wing, which is a term I hadn't heard of. But apparently that's the wing that they were trying not to kick the ball down. Who
0: said this? (laughs) Apparently,
1: no, this came out on one of these trade shows. Apparently, Lockie Whitfield is is the on wing. uh, So we went for the off
0: wing as opposed to the on wing.
1: Look, I don't have any fundamental problem with Tomlinson. I actually think he's a pretty decent defender. um, And I could imagine him playing a bit of a role in defense.
0: It's just infuriating that we wouldn't even attempt to... Like, the part that infuriates me is, fine, go for Tomlinson, whatever. But why aren't we actually going out and trying to find really skillful players who have something that nobody else in our team has. Right.
1: You look at Chuck Martin, right? It's a gamble. No question. Absolutely. Right? But we've also seen what he can do. We've seen him have those games where he gets twenty four and four. That he does
0: something that nobody else in our team can do. Right.
1: And look, part of it might be cap space. But then the idea that apparently with Tomlinson we, we're paying uh, like six hundred and fifty thousand, approximately six twenty-five thousand a year for four years.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Surely that money can go to Jack Martin. Apparently, he's he wants you know seven hundred, eight hundred. Like we can make that kind of trade yeah, work. I think.
0: agree. I agree.
1: Look, I will say as a positive, we're probably sounding pretty negative because we usually are. by the club, um, Landon, I really do think is a handy player. I think we got him for the right amount. I think he's so. he's young. He's yeah. quick. I don't think his disposal is that bad. But
0: he's working on it as well. I, I actually he, don't he'll like He'll add London. something. And I'm glad sure. we went for him
1: early. I what think... about
0: Frost? Let's talk about...
1: Look, I've avoided talking about Frost. I know. Frost. Let's talk about it. I think... I mean, regular listeners will know that Frost is probably my favourite player after Pedersen, who was also delisted last year. So every year the club breaks my heart. Um, and in fact, uh, my sister arranged for Frost to be in a birthday video this year. For uh, your big three O. That's right. Um, so... Yeah, pretty gutted that Frost left.
0: Everyone who was involved in one of our, um, like, either our engagement podcast or your birthday video, everyone just ends up getting cut from the club. Yeah, Pretty surprised
1: about it. I mean, he was... Oh, it was
0: ridiculous. I'm sorry. Top 10, the
1: best and fairest. I actually do agree with Nick Riewerr when he said he was our best defender this year. Definitely.
0: And also, I just think that they're grossly overstating the capacities of Lever and May. I mean, quite frankly... Lever's body is still still a little bit precarious. And right. also, his ability to play one-on-one is a little bit precarious. Well, look what
1: Maiochek did to him, right? Yeah. He's not some contested beast. No. But Lever got really exposed. Yeah,
0: and right? I think Just like he
1: got exposed against Townsend in the grand final. But even
0: yeah. May. I mean, yeah. who knows how May is going to go next year. I mean, right. this idea that everyone's just convinced that May will lift. I mean, he might. Or he might stagnate. Who knows? And he's also not... and He's not getting any younger. Right. He's actually like 27 or so. So... I don't know why we got rid of Frost. I thought he was our, clearly our most promising defender and really a, a shining light in what was otherwise quite a dark year.
1: And he's another one of these X-Factor players. And we all know that he's got his weaknesses with the ball in hand, but I think he's gotten a bit better with that. Um, and he's he's a pretty effective player and he's big, you know. Look, it'll be interesting to see what Hawthorne does with him.
0: I think that Hawthorne will unlock him.
1: Maybe. He could also be like Ryan Fitzpatrick. and uh...
0: Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you mean Jake Fitzpatrick?
1: Uh, Jake Fitzpatrick, sorry. Um, well, Jack Fitzpatrick. Jack Fitzpatrick, God, memorable player. Clearly, um, he Terrible, could all- <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that was classic. Actually, that's the kind of thing Frost would do as well. Yeah, we yeah exactly. it is <laughs> actually. Um, but look, I do think Tomlinson will help in plugging this unnecessary hole that Frost's departure Created,
0: creates. Yeah. It would
1: be very funny if Tomlinson becomes a key defender at Melbourne. And it's like, Jesus, what was the point of all of I know, that? I nothing. Um, I mean, they're putting a lot into Oscar. And
0: look, Oscar's not I a I don't ba- love that Oscar's, decision. I think it's a terrible decision. I think
1: I don't think Oscar's as bad as people make him out to be, but he's just not a big defender.
0: Yeah, he's not a big dupe.
1: And so he's never going to get that massive. So I'm not really sure how Oscar's going to solve that problem. So look, the Frost thing confused me. He clearly wanted to stay. Definitely. Um, So a bit of a weird move. So look, disappointing. What did you think about the pick swap? That was an intriguing move.
0: Well, I mean, again, I sometimes think we try and get too cute in terms of what we're trying to do. And also the part that really concerns me is the idea that we might now even... Uh, sort of trade our picks for a future GWS first round pick, which is insane to me. Right. So, so that's the, probably going to be pick 18 or something next year. Why would we do that?
1: Well, so the, the pick trade that's apparently on offer is our pick three in exchange for GWS's six and Whatever their future first round is, which could be, you'd probably say between what fourteen and eighteen. I
0: think that's silly. Why would we do that? Particularly yeah. when next year's draft also looks to be pretty compromised.
1: I'm just a bit wary after the whole Dom Tyson gate.
0: Oh god! I just think pick
1: three is a bloody good pick. Yeah. Um. All right. So you can't get Rowan Anderson. I find it hard to believe that the third best player in the country is not going to be a gun.
0: Well it's right. not it was not gonna be at least very good, right? Right.
1: If it's if it's you know, Sarong sounds pretty good, Hayden Young, whoever it is, any of these players, surely. And
0: just go for it and, and see just, how you go. And just not get too cute. Because I agree.
1: look, honestly, good clubs can be cute. Yeah. I'm not necessarily convinced we that Marnie good and Goodwin can be that cute. No, no. You, know? you got a good draft pick, use it. I mean, look, the getting the pick eight in for Nort's uh, for our future first rounder, twenty six and fifty Seems a bit overs, but look, if they have a player in mind at pick eight, I'm okay with that, right? Like, it, it is at least a sign that we're trying to do something now.
0: Right, but I don't like the idea of let's just try and do something else now, like get, sacrifice right. our highest pick.
1: I think we will, though. That was just the way Marnie was talking about how we've got a few weeks now to do any more pick swaps. You just uh, get the feeling that that's where they're going. But
0: see, here's the only thing that makes me happy about this trade period. I think Josh Marnie will be out the door next year along with Simon Goodwin if the, if the year starts poorly. And I don't mind that outcome because I don't think they've run this club particularly well. Look,
1: I don't know about them. I mean, they have created, I think, a pretty good inside midfield. And you can't question that. And that's historically been a huge weakness for Melbourne. So as a list management group, I think they've done that well. My problem is I think they've consistently, as list managers, like given away too much.
0: Far too much.
1: Even this North Melbourne deal. I mean, you're like, okay, so we give away...
0: Our future first round pick.
1: We give our future first round pick for um, pick eight, but we also give 26 and 50.
0: Yeah, there was no and need do to, give to give all that do we have to give both of
1: those? Do we even have yeah. to give 50? And then you wonder, what if we use 50 on, say, a Josh Jenkins, yeah. who, obviously, extremely flawed player, but if he's willing to play for 200,000, it's just a backup in case backup. Tom McDoll doesn't work again, which right. could happen, or, right? Or well, the
0: Wiedemann experiment doesn't come on. I right. mean, it's just, absolutely, absolutely. He would have just been a fail-safe.
1: Right. Um, yeah, so I don't know about these guys, but look, time will tell. We will have a lot of players who hopefully will have better pre-seasons. There's no question Langdon will improve us and Tomlinson will improve us, I think, a little bit. Um, And if we draft well, maybe we'll be in a better spot. But at the moment, I kind of see us as about a maybe like a 10th place team.
0: I think we could be really poor next year. Really? I think we could finish 14th or so.
1: It's hard to imagine with our midfield, but then again, we were seventeenth this year. With
0: so we were seventeenth, and we only just beat Gold Coast.
1: Right, but we were fourth the year before. Needs.
0: I mean, true, but I and obviously the surgeries and all that type of stuff. People will help on about that till the cows come home. But I just think ultimately the the team they haven't addressed the weaknesses. I think there is a a complete sort of failure of culture at Melbourne, to be honest, right now. Hmm. I know that sounds really like a Big statement. But I just think that they they do not know who they are. They are acting like a team that thinks that they're just going to bounce back into the eight because they're plugging a couple of quick holes without really doing a proper ongoing critical analysis of where their list sits.
1: Can I tell you what I'd love to see but will never happen? What? Us taking Jack Martin in the preseason draft with pick two.
0: No, we're not going to do that.
1: Wouldn't that be fantastic? No,
0: I would love that, but you know what they'll
1: do. All sins would be forgiven at that
0: point. At that point, sure. But then they'll end up picking some other slow inside (laughs) midfielders because those are the only people that Josh Marnie and uh, Simon Goodwin want to bring to the club. But in other news, if they do do really poorly at the start of next year, they will be sacked. Surely. Surely the the pressure will be on by mid-next year.
1: Well, I suspect that might have been part of the reasoning for this pick swap, right? Right. In that... Goodwin's probably has to, and Marnie has to think about the now a little bit.
0: A little bit, yeah. You know,
1: the future first rounder, you know, it might be too late for them. Yeah. Because if it's a high pick, they're not going to be around. To really I also enjoy always it.
0: thought that Gary Perp were a bad juju to the club. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, look, now we're f- we're playing a Darwin game in Melbourne, which I think is a start.
0: I mean, yeah, we'll um, see. There's small wins.
1: Who knows? Plenty of blame to go around, but look, I've still loved the trade period. I followed it religiously. God knows why, um, and it's going to be good. I think not thinking about football for a few months.
0: Oh, it'd be amazing. So I'm right really now, we're excited for a
1: it. a vortex of Well, I'm a bit
0: sour, yeah, because just because of the small forward issue and just because of the lack of skill issue. But if those issues get corrected somehow yeah. between now and the, next, the start of next season, either through the draft or through, miraculously, our players becoming more skillful, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for joining the final, final episode of Deluded for uh, 2019. Uh, please uh, drop us a message on our Facebook page or Instagram if you agree or vehemently disagree if you're in the pro goodwin uh camp we're happy to hear out your your comments um and uh yeah unless i don't think we'll do a draft special because really we really don't know anything about the draft but um we will join you i suppose round one of 2020 with none of the negative negativity and pessimism no, we're gonna be back on board we're gonna be fully on top of the preseason. we're gonna to start to believe in the club again it's all about cody Waitman it's-
0: thank you everyone who's uh, tuned in to deluded this year i know it's been a little bit of a tough year for all of us d supporters and there hasn't been much to be particularly positive about um but we are very positive that we really appreciate all of you guys listening every single week so thank you so much for that and
1: until next year go dees
0: go dees